Good Wednesday morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. It's Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. want to welcome you on this Tuesday morning. Hope you're doing good today. Thank God for you taking time to tune in for just a few moments as we're looking today in the gospel according to John, John chapter 10. And we'll be looking at verse 10 and 11 today. And we've entitled our study, A Journey Through John. We realize that the story of the blind man who was healed by the Lord has continued over into John chapter 10, although he's not mentioned um, as we read down through these verses. But no doubt that he is likely there as there is probably a crowd of other people, including uh, the religionists, the Jews who were the religious rulers of that time, uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, those who had extreme power, and they were there listening, wanting to accuse Jesus. Jesus is giving the parable of the Good Shepherd. The parable, uh, a parable, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And today we're going to be looking at verse 10 and verse 11 as we read the Word of God together. The Bible says in John chapter number 10, and if you have a copy of God's Word, I'd, I'd encourage you today to open it up with me to John chapter 10, and we'll read there together. The Bible says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, we're going to stop right there for just a moment and, and look at that verse. And the first phrase, or the first two words, really, rather, is the word, the thief. And as I think about that, Jesus is very likely, he's referring to those religious Pharisees, the scribes who were there, those who were evil, and uh, he, he calls them out. Uh, in the Gospel of Matthew, particularly in chapter 23, uh, he calls them out for what they are. And verse number 15 of Matthew 23 says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye can pass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold 
more the child of hell than yourselves. Well, that was a pretty strong verse. And uh, it, it spoke about how they would take somebody and take them in and, and proselytize them and teach them and convert them to their way and mindset of thinking and to make them twice, twofold, more the child of hell than themselves. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a very serious charge. And listen, Jesus never lied. And so Jesus was telling the honest truth when he was speaking to them. And these were the same people that were standing there before him. And he says the word, the thief. And I believe he's possibly speaking of that group of people. As we look at the verse, the thief cometh not but to, for to steal and to kill and destroy. Now that is an interesting verse, to destroy. But I noticed something else. There's a great contrast in this verse. He says that's what they're, they're here for. That's what they're doing. But then Jesus clarifies his mission. If you'll notice there in verse number 10, he says in the second part of the verse, I am come that they might have life. There's a possibility of, of life. And then he says this, and that they might have it more abundantly. Now there's an interesting phrase as we look at this. Life, that, that they might have life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And let me say this, Jesus is life. Everything about life is, is, is in him. As we read in the Gospel of John, and we could turn back to chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in verse number 4 of John 1, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And I'm thankful that God is light, and he is living light. And I'm thankful for that. And because he has life, we have life. As a direct result of Jesus creating the world. You and I have life. It is a divine process. It's a gift that God has given to all people, is life, the very breath, the very essence of life. I've enjoyed living, and I hope that you have as well. But I have a greater hope and a greater desire, and my hope is not in this world. It's not in this flesh, but it is in the life that is to come. And because of Christ and what he has done for us, when he shed his blood on Calvary's cross, you and I have life and a hope of eternal life. Amen. And that hope is not a questionable hope. It's a sure hope. It's an anchor of the soul. It's sure and steadfast this morning. And I'm glad that it is. Jesus spoke of life. And, and then he speaks of having it more abundantly. Hey, hey, man, there's more to life than just paying bills. As the old story saying used to go, there was a commercial about that. More to life than just paying bills. And there is, there is, there's more to this life than just paying bills. We need to live our life every day for Jesus. And if we'll do that, we'll be blessed. I love that verse and what the second part of verse number 10 says I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Can you imagine what life would be without without Jesus? Well, I'll just be honest with you. 
there would be no life. Because if Jesus was not, there would be nothing. There would have never been. You would have never been. Your family would have never been. The world would have never been because he is creator of all things. Think about that. The depth of, of that, just that simple thought about him being life and light. And I'm glad that he is. You can't have life without light. Go, they go hand in hand. Amen. And as I'm looking at this, but God's idea of life is more abundant. It's, it's a more abundant life. And God wants you and I to possess a more abundant life. How is that? It's when we get our sins under the blood and we become the children of God and we become saved. We're born again and we have eternal life and heaven is our home and it will be one day after a while. And I want to rejoice in that this morning. Verse number 11, I've got to hurry. We're getting bogged down right here in verse 10. And I have on the, on the screen, I believe it says verse 10 and 11. Jesus said these words, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Well, that's an interesting statement. Uh, we could spend the rest of the day on that verse and never get it told. The good shepherd, he is the good shepherd. I notice that he is the authority. He says, uh, he says, verse, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He is the, he declares it. He declares his authority. He is the good shepherd. He is the one. He is Messiah. He is the one that the, the Old Testament looked to and, and looked for. He is Messiah. Amen. The good shepherd. Not only do we see his authoritative approach he, he's, he's speaking. He is the good shepherd. But we, we know uh, of his acceptance here. We read in verse number 10 or 11. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You know what? Sheep, the, we know him and we listen to him. And then he gave his life, his atonement. He gave his life for you and for me. Oh my, I'm glad. Thank God for the shepherd of the sheep. As we read this verse, we find in several times this Bible here in these verses 11, 15. Uh, if you drop down to 15, it talks about the sheep. In verse 17, it talks about, uh, I think it talks about the sheep there. No, it talks about laying down his life and giving himself for you and I. Uh, if we read that, uh, he lays, lays down his life for us. And that is the phrase that I'm trying to give you uh, about laying down his life. And he has laid down his life, but he also took it back up again. And we can rejoice in that. You know, a shepherd's life was very dangerous. Uh, they lived out in the open and they were exposed to many things. His life was always at risk. Wild animals were common in Judea during this time. And a good shepherd would at times risk his life for the sheep. Our good shepherd gave his life for us. He died on Calvary's cross. He shed his blood that you and I could be saved. He has been the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And he continues forever to be the good shepherd. I'm glad that he is. Jesus is his name and there is none other. Well, we are past, we're past our time limit this morning. I see that already, but uh, I'm glad I'm saved this morning. I'm glad that I know who Jesus is, and I hope you do as well. 
Well, Lord willing, we'll be back in the morning at 8.30 a.m. for another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion time. Until then, this is Pastor Donnie bidding you a wonderful Wednesday. God bless you as our prayer. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done.